This is the Average to Savage podcast with Paul Garino. Everyone and anyone, athletes, celebs, and much more. What's up, everybody? I'm back for another episode of the Average Savage podcast. Our special guest today, Chicago Cubs prospect, Zach Short. Zach, how's it going? What's going on, man? How are you? Thanks for having me. Yeah, appreciate you coming on. No doubt. Yeah, just got to say, me and Zach are... uh, both went to school together, Sacred Heart University, repping the small D one schools. <laughs> and Pioneers, it, baby. Yeah, yeah, yo, they're yo, they're hot right now too. Also, uh, like I, I sports. Know, so. I, I, my friend is actually a better, you know, like whatever, and he's told me that they were. I mean, I check in once in a while, but I haven't been checking. He said, "Dude, they're hot. You got to get in on them." Yeah, yeah, for sure. I don't know if you. When's the When's the last time you've been back? Um, I went back this off season. Um, I usually try to go back a few times in the off season. Um, I'm pretty close with a bunch of the coaches still. Mm-hmm. Um, a few guys that when I got drafted, they were freshmen and the rest of my class was still there. I went back a bunch. So I know a bunch of them. So I like going back just to even talk to them about where the game's going and everything. Try to give my two cents. And I mean, we're all trying to learn anyway. So if they have something good, I would like to pick their brains and kind mm-hmm. of vice versa. Yeah, for sure. Definitely a lot of new buildings, right? <laughs> right. Dude, that place is crazy now. What year were you a freshman? Uh, 2013. Okay, yeah. So what was I? So I was a senior when you were a freshman? Yeah, I think that was it. Yeah. Yeah. It. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah, they got to get a, they got to get a baseball field next. I know, dude. I don't know what the deal is. Bobby V, baseball, uh, doesn't really make sense. I know. I think there's stuff in the works. It's just so complicated. Yeah. I mean, it's frustrating, though, but. For sure. All right, let's go back in time a little bit. How did you get involved playing baseball? I mean, for as long as I was, I mean, I can remember, I always just had a, you know, just a bat and a ball in my hand no matter what. You know, just wherever I went, I was playing baseball with somebody I was finding a way, you know, even my dad's softball games that he played in, I would always try to make people throw to me during the game when they weren't hitting or anything like that. And then just kind of grew, you know, it's just something that I've loved forever. And I, I love to keep learning about it. It's, it's interesting where the game's going today. And I mean, it's, it's cool to look back on where you came from, you know, like, like you said, a small D one school. And I mean, just fell in love with it. <laughs> Coming out of high school, um, what, what was your recruiting process like? And did, like, you, you played, like, AAU, right? Yeah, I mean, coming out of high school, it kind of sucked. I was 140 pounds. I mean, soaking wet. I was really skinny. Um, I had a lot of skills. I mean, I obviously couldn't hit for power at that that weight. But, you know, I am um, I was very fortunate enough that Coach G, when I was there, recruited me. And he, he saw the athlete in me. I mean, it was tough. I didn't have the uh, greatest of grades either coming out of high school. I mean, I'm not saying I was I, – I mean, I had low 80s, but I could have done better, and that's probably a big regret that I had um, looking back if I ever talked to kids. That's always what I say is, you know, like get the homework done, do whatever it has to do to get done. I mean, in reality, it's really not that hard what you're doing. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, it's hindsight's twenty twenty, but, you know uh, – and then, I mean, I had a few few schools. Um, Sacred Heart was actually my only offer um, after my junior year. And they gave me an offer, which I was very fortunate enough to have, and ran with it. That was crazy. That, that was your only D1 offer? That, and that was my only offer. It was between um, Fairfield and Sacred Heart. And Fairfield said they were going to offer on a certain date. Sacred Heart gave me a deadline on that date. 
and I, I asked if I could give it one more day, and Tickerhard actually bumped my the offer up, and Fairfield actually never called when they were supposed to, and they called the next day, and I told them I already committed to Sacred Heart. So it was kind of it was kind of a shitty feeling, but I mean, obviously in hindsight, it, it really worked out. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I, yeah, you got to play Fairfield, right? Yeah, every year, and yeah. the coach always said that he he regretted it, but I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, it worked out for both of us, buds. Well, what, what was that? What was that first game like playing against Fairfield? Were you like kind of salty? Uh, I mean, it, it was all right. I mean, I understood where they were coming from. You know, yeah. like I. Like I said, I was 140 pounds. It was kind of tough for someone to bite on me. Um, but it is what it is, you know, and that's kind of where I've been my whole life. You know, I've been a small guy, kind of always been doubted, and I've worked my way to where I am now with kind of with that chip on my shoulder. Just, I mean, from any level, when I was young to where I am now, I'm kind of always getting, you know, not written off, but, you know, kind of overlooked a little bit being the size I am, but it just adds fuel to the fire, I guess. Yeah, definitely. And what was your freshman year like at Sacred Heart? Um, did you have to beat out anybody for the shortstop position? Um, no, freshman year was kind of awesome. Uh, me and Ted Shaw, we uh, were the two infielders that were coming in, kind of walked into a perfect situation. Second and base and shortstop were open from the year before. And it was just, I mean, a battle of who was going to play where. And, you know, I mean, it, I mean, right in the fall, we kind of had our position set. I mean, we both worked out at both positions at uh, second and short. But I mean, never we didn't really have to compete too much. It kind of just fell. You know, we actually freshman year we opened up with Tulane, and I think the first game we won, and we turned some sick double plays like late in the game. And then Coach G at the end, of, like when we were getting showered and everything, was he went up to Ted and I and said. Hey, I think we're gonna move you guys tomorrow just to get more looks. And me and Ted were just like, no, absolutely not. And ever since, I mean, that day I played every game at shortstop. And then, yeah, then going going into your sophomore year, I know you guys won the championship. So, what, what was that championship run like? That was awesome because we were. I think we started the year zero and eleven, and I mean, we went on an awesome run. Bryant that year was really good. We actually played. We played Wagner in the first round. We were down one nothing in the ninth inning. Ended up coming back and winning that game, and then we went to a game seven, or I mean, game four or five, whatever it is. But I mean, sudden death game against Bryant. Had to come back in that game too, and I mean, it was just, it was awesome. Just you couldn't have scripted that year any better. You know, it was kind of like a movie, like the underdogs. You know, mm-hmm. finding a way to do it, and that's that's kind of what we went through every year. We were the underdogs from the Northeast. Yeah, actually, if I recall right, 2014, you guys lost in the championship, right? Yeah, we lost yeah. to Bryant. Yep. And then you beat them, falling. Yeah, that's great. And then we yeah. beat them. Yeah, it was kind. Of, they were always a team to beat, yeah. so it just made it that much better. Yeah, yeah, I remember. Yeah, every year they were stacked. Oh yeah, every and they still are. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, going into your junior year, um, after your that season, what what was your decision to go into the draft, and was it hard to leave early? So my junior year, I sucked. Like, I, I mean, I don't know what it was going through. I mean, I was overanalyzing absolutely everything. You know, I mean, it was just like, I, I it just couldn't get out of a slump. It, and, and honestly, I haven't really felt the same since then, which is really weird. But yeah, I mean, I struggled all year. And the Cubs were kind of the first team that I really talked to in the summer before when I played in the Cape Cod League, they were really interested, and they were the team that kind of stuck by me when I was struggling. They saw past the year, and 
I mean, it, it was really tough to leave because, you know, I, I, we pictured us getting drafted a little bit earlier and, you know, the call really never came on the third day. It was just kept, you know, they kept going drafted, like the rounds just kept going, like flying by. And I mean, I had my boys there and it was really tough to leave. But in the end of the day, you know, I was playing obviously to get a degree and everything, but you know, I wanted to continue my dream and you never know what happens. So I kind of just ran with it. You know, like I said, that it was awesome at the same time it was really stressful, but I mean, it was just awesome how the way it worked out. Yeah. And what was it like playing uh, for coach G? He was the best. He, uh, he was so ahead of the game in some, some aspects, you know, like he was huge into um, like the mental game of uh, the mental part of the game. You know, we had meditation every Thursday before uh, Friday game. And, you know, we all thought it was stupid at the time. And, the Cubs, right when I first get here, they, they talk about how how big the mental game is. You know, the mental program, the mental skills program here is huge. And, you know, looking back at it, you're just like, wow, like G knew it all, you know, yeah. and he recruited athletes who played all over the place. And he was just one of a kind. He was he got the best out of everybody one way or another. That's, that's crazy. You ever show you guys the Super Bowl ring? Oh yeah! Every year we uh we had a winter camp like four weeks right before we left, and the camp always ended on Super Bowl Sunday. It was one day a week, Sunday nights, and it always ended on Super Bowl Sunday. And he always wore his ring that day. So we I saw it three years, and it's it's so sick just to hear the stories about it. Yeah, actually, um, I interviewed him for my grad school project, and it was cool because like he never. He never really talked to me about it, so it was like dope to no, actually, right. Yeah. You would yeah. never know yeah. either, which is yeah, you, awesome yeah. about it. Yeah, I even like because I lived with all the football kids, and and I told I was like, yeah, he was in the NFL. He played. He won the Super Bowl. And I, they were like, what? Like, why is yeah, he? Like, right. I was like, why don't you go talk? I, I told him too. I was like, why don't you go talk to the football team? Like, that'd be dope for them. Yeah, he. I mean, he. He just like I said, he was so ahead of the game in some aspects, and he was just he was the best. I miss playing for him so much. Uh, has he has he went to any of your minor league games? Yeah, he came in 2017. We were down in North Carolina somewhere, and he came. And it was kind of brought some tears to my eyes just to see how, how hard we both worked for me to get there. You know, he saw he saw something in a 140-pound freshman start every game freshman year. And, I mean, he just believed in me, and it was really – it was just awesome to see that after, you know, hundreds of other schools kind of wrote me off for one reason or another. Yeah, it's so crazy to me because I, I didn't even know that. Right, yeah. I mean, he's <laughs> – He's the best. Um, what, what was your first minor league baseball game like? It was weird. I mean, uh, being an infielder, there's not many uh, guys who speak English for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, and then especially in rookie ball, too, which is the lowest level where you start out. I mean, I was literally a minority. Literally, I don't think anybody on the field but me and one other guy who got drafted at the same time. I mean, Everybody starts at a different time when we first get drafted. Like, your physical happens at a different time. I mean, it's whatever. But, you know, at the time, I was legitimately the only guy who spoke any sort of English on the field. And it was just its kind of a culture shock. But at the same time, it was it, it, you realized where you were and who you were playing with. It was really cool. Yeah, you guys, you guys just had to speak baseball. Right, exactly. You know, one way or another, figure it out. And we actually cleared benches my first or second game and it was just like all right well this is it this is you know and it, it was it's pretty cool and then uh yeah going out through through the years you're going into your fifth season which is crazy yeah uh, i know it's crazy <laughs> so what what's the what's the journey been like just going you you start you i mean you literally been at every level 
So what's that been like? Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's a grind, man. You know, you're playing 140 games every year. And, you know, like I said, I've, I've, I've been in spring training here down in, out in Arizona and, you know, I've been here since February 9th and, you know, like I said, I'm, it's just so much going on and minor league season doesn't start for another month, you know, and it's just like, you do all this prep all off season for, you know, 140 games, but then you're working out for literally the whole year. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's a grind on your body and mentally. You go through so many ups and downs, just like in any other sport, except in baseball, it's, you're the you're one of the only sports that you play every day. You know, so it's, you got to either, if you had a good or bad game, you can't dwell on it because you got to get ready for the next day. And I mean, if you let it snowball, it'll snowball quick before you realize it. Yeah, and then... Uh... Yeah, people. People for that don't know. Like, tell me what the travel is like in the minor leagues versus yeah. versus college. Yeah, travel sucks. So, in short season, they carry. I think the roster is allowed. I think like ten or so more guys. And I mean, you're traveling anywhere from five to ten hours on a regular bus, not a school bus, but a coach bus. I mean, there's guys sleeping on the floor. There's it's it's terrible. It's honestly terrible. And then, you know, in AAA, you fly. And it, yeah, it sounds better, but you're, you have to get like the first flight that is offered. So, I mean, you guys have a three o'clock or three thirty bus from the hotel to the airport and then you play that night. So say we're flying from round rock, Texas at 6am, you have a game back in Iowa at seven. So you're landing around noon or so you get back to your apartment by one, take a three hour nap and you go to the field and just ready to go. You're kind of running on fumes and that really takes a toll on your body. You know, mm-hmm. guys, you know, like, yeah, you're playing in front of fans, but it's like, yeah, but you don't understand what we did to get there, you know? But what the flight and bus ride we did to play a game. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think uh, fans definitely don't get that even at the professional, like at the major league level. Like, right, still, right. It, it's still a grind, like, to fly everywhere, too. Like, oh, it's crazy. 100%. It might be a little bit either, easier in the bigs because you fly charter and everything, yeah. but still. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you're still getting into some cities at three or four different o'clock time in the morning zones. To play. Right. <laughs> Crazy. Right. And then um, what, what was it like? I know uh, like a couple of seasons you got called up like during the season. So what, what was that like? And like, how did they promote you basically? Like, how did they tell you? Yeah. So in 2017, I got moved up from low A to high A. And in low A, I mean, I was hitting like 275 the whole year. And I hit a month, I think in July or June where I literally hit a hundred and I mean, I couldn't hit water. If I fell out of a boat, it was so bad. And they called me to the office. And I mean, on the way to the office, I thought I was getting sent down and they actually told me I was going up and I was going to Myrtle beach where our team was. And it was awesome. Cause you kind of got like a fresh start. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, it's just another person who believes in you, a few people who believed in you and it just kind of gives you that, that kick in the butt to keep going. Yeah, and I know last year you broke your hand or something. Yeah, I got hit by a pitch on the sixth game of the year in AAA last year. Uh, and then I missed three months, and kind of, I got back, and I was nowhere near the same, you know, just mentally or physically. And it was, looking back at it, I'm kind of not thankful, but thankful it happened. You know, if I had to go through something like this again, I kind of know how to deal with it a little bit better, I think. You know, it's just, it's it really is a gut punch. You know, you're on top of the world one day and the next pitch, you know, you're, I mean, I'm thankful that it was only three months, you know, mm-hmm. and it's just something that you don't picture ever happening. And when it does, you kind of, you know, we'll kind of see what you're kind of made of, you know? 
Yeah. Did you start at double A or triple A last year? Uh, no, I started at broken triple A. I broken triple A, got hurt, uh, missed three months, went to double A for five games just to get acclimated again, and then went back to triple A, struggled, got sent down to double A for, I mean, they told me it was for, because we had some big league guys rehabbing and they wanted to give me more ABs. And when they went back up, I went back up for the playoffs and a little bit more of the regular season and then went to the fall league this year, which was awesome as well. Gotcha. What's, yeah. What's that just been like, even just moving, like moving, like living in different places? Yeah. I mean, that's part of, again, of the minor league grind that people don't really understand. There's some guys who, I mean, in a two-bedroom apartment, they'll sleep six guys. You know, they'll have three or four guys in the living room on air mattresses and everything just to to make ends with the payments that we're getting. And, you know, I mean, there's some seniors who sign out of high school for $1,000, you know, and that's the money they have, you know, that mm-hmm. you're making whatever you are two, every two weeks. And, I mean, it's shitty, man. It's But, I mean, again, you know, you – you kind of play for it for the love of the game and for hopefully that big paycheck you get one day. Yeah, definitely. And then I know you're in the spring training right now with the Cubs. So what's, what's that been like? It's been awesome. Uh, Being in uh, big league camp right now, you you really see all the guys, you know, like the Chris Bryant, Anthony Rizzo, the Javi Baez is to, you know, how, how they work, you know, it's, they get there whatever time and you can kind of just watch how the pros pro, how the, how they go about their work and, and become great. You know, it's, it's no secret. You know, if you work your ass off, the odds are they're in your favor that you're going to succeed at whatever you're doing. And that's what they do day in and day out for 162 plus games a year. Has there, has there been any, any of the Cubs that taken you under their wing and trying to teach you new stuff? Yeah. Um, Ian Happ last year, he, uh, he was sent down to start the year for a little bit in AAA, and we got really close. Um, he's been awesome to me. I've reached out to him multiple times about the swing, just about life, you know, and he's always been there. He's I can't say enough thing, nice things about him. I mean, anybody really you talk to in camp will always talk back to you, obviously. They're humans. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, you can have a question about everything, and, you know, they'll do their best to answer. But Ian Happ definitely has been huge for me. Yeah, what about, like, the new technology with just like learning about like hitting and just like the saber metrics and analytics, like do you think that helps you or are you like old school? No, I'm I'm definitely new school. Um, I kind of get myself in trouble sometimes though too. You know, like new school is you know get the ball in the air and do damage, and I've kind of taken that to too far an extent sometimes. And it's um, I I kind of like where the game is going. You know, there's I mean obviously there's a lot of technology like you said, but it's at the same time, it, it takes out, you know, I, I don't know how to explain it, but I see kind of both sides to it. Yeah. You know, like I, like I said, I like the technology, but at the same time, it takes, you know, the kind of the team camaraderie out of it. You know, they don't have those older guys who keep the team together. Sometimes, you know, like all the technology leads to the Astros and the Dodgers. But, you know, if you look at the nationals this year, they had Howie Kendrick, you know, and Adam Eaton leading these young guys to the world series, you know, like how much fun they have and, you know, technology can't measure that. But I mean, at the same time, the technology that we use today, it does help you win games in the long run, but you know, the, the team aspect of it and the leadership that, that can't be measured by technology. Yeah. Like I'm hoping that the umpires are, don't become robots. Right. Yeah. We had that at one field this year in the fall league and you know, it's, 
it's it's good and all, but at the same time, it just takes the human element out of the game, and it's not baseball. It really yeah. isn't. So, so you're telling me the there was was there no umpire like behind the plate? No, there was. So they kind of had like an AirPod in, and they okay. said they had like a Siri voice if you click <laughs> the uh, if you click the uh, strike zone that said strike or ball. And I mean, I'm. I'm stubborn where I know if it's a strike or ball, if you know, I'm going to let the umpire know sometimes. And it helps for me if, you know, if I know the ball is off the plate, I can kind of trust in the track man, which they call it. But I mean, the up and down is kind of tough. You know, like those big slow curve balls that bounce, they could clip the bottom of the strike zone, you know, according to the computer, whatever it is. But it was interesting to see, you know, and it's kind of like you look back at the umpire like, dude, that's not me. I didn't call that. It's it's the computer. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah. And what are, what are your goals for uh, 2020 season? Um, Just become a better, you know, person and a player in the game. Um, you know, never stop learning. Go in day in and day out and just enjoy every moment that you can. You know, and there's thousands of people, hundreds of millions of people who would kill to be in my shoes. And, you know, I, there's sometimes where, you know, you kind of take it for granted and you want to pinch yourself. Like, dude, like, think about where you were 20 years ago. Like, this is what you want to dream to be doing. You know, you want to be, I'm knocking on the door to the big leagues. And, you know, I just, I don't really have specific goals, but it's just play every day hard. And just, like I said, never stop learning and just get better each and every day. Yeah. What, what advice would you give to a young player, either trying to get like a division one scholarship or trying to go pro? You know, like I said, definitely do your homework first. You know, you don't want yourself closing doors like I did from schools that just can't get into the school. But what I can say is, you know, put the video games down, um, get outside and just play, man. Get better. Find a way to get better. And don't let anybody tell you no. That's what I got. Um, Has any of the other Sacred Heart uh, baseball alum that were in the minors, like, reach out to you or, like, or Troy Scribner, he made the majors? Yeah. Yeah, Troy, yeah, Scrib and I talk once in a while. Uh, I haven't talked to him in a while, but I mean, I talked to Jason Foley, who's with the Tigers right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk every day just in a group message, and he's getting ready to go too, and I think he'll have a huge year as well. What about uh, John Murphy? <laughs> yes, actually. I actually had uh, breakfast with him last week. He was out, and uh, they were playing. He's at Boston College, yeah. and we had breakfast. He's playing, um, they were playing ASU. And actually, Alex Trezza was a um, coach when I was a freshman at school, and we were really close. So he was there too. He's also at Boston College. So we had a nice, um, a nice breakfast. It was pretty cool just to chop it up again. Yeah, it's dope. Small world, you know. <laughs> yeah, right. Are right, you ready for some fun questions? We're gonna go from average to savage. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite city that you played in or visited so far? Ooh, favorite city. Um, I would say Tacoma in Washington was awesome. Just, I've never really been out there before. Um, I went to Nashville this year was awesome. I'm not really even a country guy either, but the vibes they had there was so sick. Um, I would say last year, those two were, were awesome. Uh, what's, what's your favorite song right now? Right now. Oh, what's your, actually, what's your walk-up song going to be this year? Um, I'm thinking either... Out of Control by Mob Deep uh, Remix with 50 Cent or Heart of the City by Jay-Z. Jay-Z is my guy. So I, I always try to keep a New York guy as my uh, my walk-up. Last year I had Why by Jada Kiss. All right, I like that. Yeah. Uh, what, what? Um, right now, I don't know right now. 
I don't really have a. F- Ooh, actually, you know, I think King of My City by A Boogie might be it. All right. Uh, what do you like to do in your downtime? Uh, I love the golf, especially out in Arizona. There's so many courses. Um, it's tough now, obviously, with games and everything going on, but golf is definitely my number one. And if I can, just go shoot around on a basketball hoop. Like the hotel I'm staying in right now is a court, and I go a few times a week just to shoot and just you know do something other than baseball, <laughs> get my mind off of it. Yeah, definitely. And and if you weren't a pro baseball player, what do you think you'd be doing? Um, I wanted to go to school to be an athletic director, so I'm assuming I would try to have gone somewhere with that. Um, other than that, probably somewhere coaching for sure. All right, so I only did this one other time. So let's uh, let's let's reverse the interview, and you can ask me any question you want. All right. Um. Huh. How did you end up getting into the, you know, marketing yourself and having your own clothing line and everything? How did you get it so big to where your brand is now? Uh, well, I, I mean, I started in 2011. I was sitting at my sitting at my house. I think it was in between, yeah, in between freshman year and sophomore year. So I started a Twitter page just like tweeting about sports. And then, you know, I went to from the clothing to there and then the media and then the blogging. And then now I'm doing into the sports marketing. So that's a very short story about it (laughs) (laughs) so you did it when you were in college though yeah yeah so i was um that's crazy like you said it kind of happened so quick yeah you know like i funny story like freshman year i was like yo i want to be like uh mark zuckerberg and like i was like staying up late trying to think of ideas so i could like drop out of college all right (laughs) (laughs) like literally i was like i was chilling and seeing like with my computer at 3 a.m., I'm like, yo, I gotta, I gotta drop out. Like, I want to drop out and be successful. <laughs> Forget college. Yo, if I was going to college right now, I probably wouldn't have went to college. If that makes sense. If I was a right, senior, in college, if I was a senior in high school, so yeah. Right. That's what you know. It happens more often than you think. That we all think, you know, because the norm is like, oh, you gotta go to college, do whatever. But there's so many people who, you know, who are so motivated and then don't kind of need that kind of thing, you know. Yeah, it's like. And I know, like, I know all, like, yeah, pretty much a majority of my friends are in student debt. And it's just like, go to, like, right, you're working. Exactly. You're just working to pay off your debt, which, which you didn't really need to have. Right. You, you could have probably just so went I, got that job, anyways. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so I got one more then. I'm so sorry. what would you tell somebody, you know, younger or sitting in their freshman dorm rooms? What would you tell them how you got there? Like, what, what advice would you give them? Hmm. What advice? If they're a freshman in college, well, I would say so. What I've been telling the people, if they're picking, if they want to go to college, I say if you're getting a good scholarship, then sure, go for it. If you're, if it's really like if it's cheap, you're not gonna, if you're not gonna put yourself in like a hundred k or plus, basically, right. I would definitely, I would still go to college. And like it's kind of cliche, but I, I would, I would say you kind of should know what you want to do, even though you might be trying to find yourself. But the right. best, the best alternative, I think, is like we were just talking about the job wise is so say if i didn't go to college i would go try to get an internship somewhere and try out all different internships and see what i like and then hopefully work my way up from there just like anybody else that doesn't go to college and they go to say like uh i don't know say they go to like walmart and then all of a sudden they become the manager and they become the regional manager then they somehow go to headquarters you know like something like that right 100 percent. like it's like so so say like a uh, high schooler worked for four years, and me and you went to college for four years. Or they might be ahead of us, technically. Right, exactly, one hundred percent. Crazy. 
Yeah, pre- appreciate it's those tough. questions. You you had some good ones right there. No, that's good. It, stuff. You got you got a future maybe in that. Maybe yeah, I need we'll I, I think that. maybe we'll I need see. a Zach Short pod. I actually I really need a Zach Short vlog because I need to I need to see all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully, hopefully, uh, you know, a bunch of years down the road, I can do something like this. I want to keep playing though for now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> well, I appreciate you coming on, and uh, could you let the listeners know where they can follow you at? Yeah, uh, you can follow me. I think on my Twitter is at zshort underscore twenty, and then my IG is at zshort underscore four. And good luck this season. You know, I'll be checking you out. No doubt. Appreciate it, brother.